The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics. I'm Michael Dow, your host, uh, and this is Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM, out of Northampton, Massachusetts. With me tonight are Stefan Ward-Wheaton. Hello. And Sue Timberlake. Stay warm. Yes. (laughs) Uh, With Mr. Roberts once again manning the board. Uh, This is our first show of 2018. Welcome to, well... Something. <laughs> <laughs> We're all here. That's a good thing. <laughs> welcome to a new set of calendars. And uh, yes. And welcome to uh, uh, a, a, a bombogenetic uh, aftermath of uh, polar vortex. It's uh, <laughs> six degrees, I think, outside here. Bomb yeah. cyclone. Yeah. Yes. Did you hear that it was lizard conditions? Did you see that? I heard the- about the iguanas. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it was, was it iguanas? Uh, the salamanders. Lizards in uh, Florida. Florida. Yeah. Because yeah. they get very cold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, yeah. They uh, had <laughs> snowfall and icing conditions in Florida. So. Yeah. Some weathermen said, yeah, it's obviously lizard conditions out. <laughs> If I can interject something, um, just for all all the New Englanders out there, uh, yes, it is incredibly fun to make fun of anybody below the Mason-Dixon, but if it's snowing in Georgia or Florida, people freak out and don't drive well because they've never seen a snowflake before. Mm. So let's not be jerks about it. I, I, <laughs> just, I don't want to be jerks no, about No, I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying like... Oh, in general. Just in general. Public service yeah. announcement. Yeah, no. just... Uh, if they don't have sand, like at the they don't ready, have stockpiles of salt. Yeah. Like a like like someone. If you ask someone from Tennessee, or if someone's from Tennessee looks in your car and they see a, a, a ice scraper in the middle of summer, they're like, "What is that for?" Around here, that's normal because there could be ice at any time. <laughs> First thing in the morning. Yeah. Exactly. Just like uh, people in California. Like, we would look at them like, why don't you have a basement? We don't need basements. Yeah. We don't need second stories here. So just for everybody out there, be be Hiding be in nice. the basement just means that when there's an earthquake or a mudslide, more stuff collapses on top of you. Mm-hmm. Well, I apologize to the lizards. I didn't mean no. to, to just no, no, like, no, stereotype no. them. Listen, they, they... Those, what are they? Are they're those exothermic, right? Lizards are exothermic? Yes. Right. And they also control the world's media, so mm-hmm. it's okay to make fun of them. We need to get out from under their power. <laughs> Lizard people. Exactly. They're hidden menace. <laughs> At least they're on their backs this week. So Yes, On indeed. the sidewalk. Hello. Okay. And they, they're, they were uh, fine, though. They said they did fine, right? I, <laughs> I, I hope they survived. But, yeah, no, they, they had uh, actual measurable snowfall accumulate in um, Tallahassee, the capital of Florida, for the first time since the 1980s. So, good times. Yeah. Well, the rest of the world, of course, is on a warming streak. Oh, in, which the is world why it was in like general warmer. is on a warming streak. It it's was warmer in northern uh, Norway yeah. than it was here. Alaska was 44 degrees. Yeah. yeah. The air got, just the cold air got pushed down here. So, that's great. <laughs> happy to happy to help, whatever we can do. Man, I, I it's too bad that we don't have a little that that global warming to, to help out, huh? Winky oh, face. Oh, stop. Yuck, yuck, <laughs> yuck. 
our president, the stand-up comedian. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's it, it it it's a great time if you happen to be one of those people who likes it to be cold and dark all the time. Mm. <laughs> Some of us. Yes. So, uh, a lot of people who work in the computer industry do like to have the lights off and sit in a dark cave. Yeah, no, I've happened true. to notice. Well, yeah. uh, genre's raising his hand. Yeah, yeah. I've I, always liked winter. <laughs> it is it is my time. Like everybody thinks I'm insane when it's like seventy and sunny. I'm like, this is horrible. <laughs> I'm going inside, and they're like, what's wrong with you? Makes sense Day to me. Daystar's out. That's the problem. Yes, you're 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 living in the right place, man. If you, <laughs> the, the, you the, like the yellow face, precious. It burns us, precious. I mean, in in a few, like New England is going to be the hardest hit with global warming warming in the country, apparently. Of uh, like the most oh because drastic, of the variability. Yeah, the yeah. most drastic change in weather. It's going to get much much hotter here, and those and the winters are going to get uh, shorter and um, more intense. And yeah, but noticeably shorter so i'm you know thinking and i'm thinking about canada Canada, you know <laughs> thinking about norway iceland iceland maybe iceland built in hot water just i know stacy wants to move to sweden just hit up greenland like Sounds good. Go, don't 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 half it you know go whole hog Gre- no no greenland not a good idea <laughs> very no. cold very very cold no 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 great greenland is in like once it's huge ice cap actually just goes and, and melts there'll be a huge torrential flood and you'll probably get washed away so oh, okay maybe not yeah, yeah no no and sweden's so having trouble with its elections right with the russians or somebody are interfering oh i didn't hear about that yeah they're publishing they've published letters from some of the people that are running in the elections with their signatures on them saying horrible things and they're all it's all um fabricated i hmm. guess sweden's all over it but it's sort of a follow-up on our election adventure so huh. mm. but yeah they're right in the middle of it whatever it is well Sweden. scandinavia in general has has experienced a more um contentious political climate recently than they're used to across you know the scandinavian front because there's been a big resurgence of right-wing parties and yeah um you know so yeah no it's it's one of the the things that sort of gets buried under about you know european history in the 20th century is there were a lot of fascist movements in the the nordic countries austria and yeah. well austria is not really nordic but yeah like like the norwegians the swedes you know even the danes where did all that extent. money go oh yeah swiss banks right right it's <laughs> <laughs> the reason they're not in the eu right well and the then the far right party of course like they still don't have like a like a solid majority government in uh, Germany now. It's been what three months since right. the elections. Oh, Merkel yeah. is, so is dancing on a tight tight rope. Yeah, she uh, doesn't want to form a minority government, but there isn't like an official administration. So she's not. I don't think she's. I, I don't think she's really prime minister. She's sort of like leftover lame duck prime minister because you know no one else can can get a majority together. So. Huh. Sometimes the rules say that if no one's elected outright the former person serves until it's resolved so i guess that's that's what's happening so oh dear yeah and germany has very much been a consensus politics type of system so their inability to do that and they had the that right-wing party that alternative for deutschland right that got an alarming number of seats it's basically the you know the farthest right that has been allowed (laughs) on the scene since the 1940s in germany Uh yeah Yep. So, so 
fun times. And back here at home, they're going to enforce the marijuana. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Jeff yeah, Sessions. Talking about, uh, <laughs> well, talking about people who are, uh, uh, you know, not pleased that people are bored and miserable in the winter. Oh, uh, I'm reminded that uh, we do uh, have uh, social media that you yes. can contact us on and, and look at references on. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, th- I think that's because our esteemed producer might be throwing some links up. So on Facebook, we are facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. Uh, on Twitter handle is at civilpoliticsfm. Uh, references that get posted uh, to our Facebook and Twitter feeds uh, about things that are re- we're talking about on the show will have the hashtag civil references to make it easier for you to score the game at home. Uh, you can also email us directly at civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. And finally, we do have a website, which is just simply civilpoliticsradio.com. That is hosted by the, by the excellent Planetside Productions Company. Mm-hmm. Well, it is. That was very smoothly done, Mike. I, yeah. I appreciate that. So, um, yeah, like there's obviously like a number of interesting things uh, going on. That that, that, mm-hmm. that explosive book that's coming out about the Trump administration has got everybody talking about it. But yeah, they say they're standing in line to get copies. Yeah, is yeah. it published? It, it's it not came out. out today. Oh, today. They they moved the release date up because they were like, oh, you know, <laughs> Let's the iron wait. is hot. Hammer away! Uh, but uh, did you go get your copy? I did not. <laughs> Nor did mm-hmm. I. Um, I I've, I've certainly read some interesting excerpts, but let like. In a way, like you were saying before the show, like there's almost nothing to say. It's like, oh, gee, the Trump administration doesn't seem to be able to run itself well, and Donald Trump seems to be unfit for the job. <gasps> Shocker. Well, and the journalist, did he had access somehow? Right? He was he had he had yes. permission, but he was people thought they were off the record. Is that the? I my didn't quite get the gist of it. Well, my understanding is that people. I'm not sure. I think people thought that he'd signed some kind of non-disclosure agreement or Mm -hmm. there was some kind of confidentiality or something going on. I think the accusation is he had basically approached certain members of the the kind of the inner circle of the White House under somewhat false pretenses, although this is just an allegation. We don't have any like hard accusation. But essentially, he kind of got his foot in the door. Didn't they do that to Acorn? Oh, yes. I don't think he did. No, no. I'm saying it's it's Yeah, the the Veritas Project of... um, Oh, what's his name? I can't remember that fellow's name. Yeah. The one O'Keefe. Yeah. yeah. So a journalist just did it to, to my guys, I guess. <sighs> Trump's not your guys. <laughs> well, there, Republicans. There right. is a difference between what that person did and what some journalists do when they when they try to get into right. uh, conversations or something with fall under like different pretenses. This guy dressed up. And filmed filmed things. He completely lied, like ball face lied about what he was doing. And then the with the end product, he edited everything. So it. it oh, to you're talking about the guys that did it the to Acorn, Acorn and, and yeah. Parenthood. There, there is a much there is a much bigger there. There is a big difference between that and saying, "Hey, I want to." talk to Jeff Sessions about his new initiative, and then saying, "By the way, what do you think about this?" Yeah. You know, right. So, well. Uh, yeah. Supposedly has tapes too. So yeah, I, I I honestly don't know. Uh, my understanding is that uh, he approached President Trump about uh, uh, getting access early on in the administration, and Trump thought he wanted a job, and he said, "No, no, I want to write a book." And Trump lost interest, but didn't tell him no. And apparently, nobody was quite sure what they were supposed to do about it, and decided it was somebody else's problem. So he kind of got more access than he should. Have. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Or they- but. 
re- regardless, I mean, certainly we can we can talk about that if you want. But uh, like, yeah, I thought you were more much. interested in pivoting over to talking about the government actually doing something. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is the Net government neutrality, marijuana. Well, the yeah. government. This is the government functioning. <laughs> I think. Reform. I think it's. I. Th- I think it's a misguided decision. I think it's bad policy for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. But it is actually the Attorney General of the United States deciding to, to, to follow laws and enforce them, and in, in theory, anyways, you know, uh, uh, do his job as described in the job description. So, yeah, so broadly speaking, uh, uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions uh, uh, has announced that they are, uh, um, I forget the name of the, of the policy memo that had been drafted in 2013 by the Obama administration's uh, Department of Justice, mm. but... Um, the idea is that uh, um, the memo had said that uh, uh, the federal government would stop putting resources into prom- into prosecuting crime, marijuana crimes, in states where it had been legalized in various ways, uh, unless there were other issues that ca- other for- law enforcement priorities that came up, like you know if it was being used to launder money for other crimes, or if they were selling to minors, or crossing state lines, or whatever. But you know if you set as long up, as a- they were following the laws right. of the state. You set up were- a mom and pop dispensary in Colorado and sold to the people in your town, then they then the federal government wasn't going to care. Yeah. So I mean, and the you know, and 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 various states have 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 laws about marijuana legality and restrictions on it and so forth as well so um and and actually i think there's also wasn't there an act of congress yes the um, well it's called rohrbacher far thank you um it's now known as rohrbacher blumenauer those are the two congressmen who are uh, congress people who are um yeah rohrbacher's a california republican I think. yeah and Rohrbacher's come out quite strongly in the last day or so against this decision. Hmm. Surpri- I mean, I know he was a sponsor of this, but it's it's interesting to see. Again, he's a California Republican. California legalized quite enthusiastically marijuana legalization and has put it into practice as of uh, January 1st. So, you know, it makes sense that we're seeing pushback from a Republican from a state that's legalized it. Um Dude, but, no way I'll vote for a Republican who hushes my buzz, dude. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Colorado, too. Colorado, yeah, yeah. right. Um, Senator Cory Gardner right, yeah. has, has also— Who um, we never heard of, but it turns, on, it turns out is going to take on Jeff Sessions and block any appointments he tries to yes. make of really? judges. He's on the Judiciary Committee. Oh, yeah. and he's a Republican. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, he, so he we're seeing a split I, here. I honestly was confused about that because I'd seen a—and um, actually, I think I linked to it—a a video statement from um, Senator Cory Booker of New Jersey who was <laughs> outraged about it and explaining various reasons why yeah. this is a terrible decision. And I thought other... Com- Same said, first know, name. Yeah. Right. And, and I abundance thought, of Corys. Yeah, well, and I, I, I thought, like, don't you mean Cory Booker? It's like, oh, <laughs> I am wrong. <laughs> so just quickly, uh, Rohrbacher Blumenauer is... Uh, and Blumenauer is the congressman from um, Portland, Oregon, by the way. And it's legislation that prohibits the Justice Department from spending funds to interfere with the implementation of state-level me- medical cannabis laws. Um, and that passed right. in 2014 after quite a few years in, you know, development hell, basically. Um, and But it is it is on the books now. Oh, it is and, on the books. Okay. But it needs to get, I believe it needs to get re, because it was attached to a budget, to a spending bill, it needs to get reapproved Every year? So it's, yeah, because yeah. it got reapproved again in 2015. My understanding is it needs to be reapproved in the current budget omnibus thing they're supposed to negotiate, right. figure out by the... 
By two weeks from today. Yeah. Yes. The 19th, I think. Yeah, January 22nd. So this, uh, yeah, so the timing Oh, I thought of it was the 19th. So. Oh, is it the 19th? Could well, be. it's at least two weeks from today. It might be a little later. By the you end know, of the month. You know, the last one was December 22nd. That's why. Sorry, I have the... Oh, the, the, no, the you're right. CR. It was. You're yeah, right. The CR. It was. <laughs> yeah, so they kicked it to the 19th, I think. Yeah. They did, so. Four weeks is all... Ugh, yeah. How to run a government. So that's that's interesting. I don't think so this the time is supposed to run a government. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me. Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. So that's mm-hmm. on the book. So this might help precipitate some decision process about I it. I think so. Yeah. We need to. See, I mean, very few people have come out yet on the record. So you know, and in terms of, this would be a good time to call your congressman, depending on no matter where you live, and and get or congress or congress person, excuse me, <laughs> and get them on the record, um, to see where they stand on this because it is coming up. And Congress does have, you know, the reason this has been kicked out, kicked out, you know, by these presidential administrations putting memos out is because Congress hasn't taken substantive action. Sort of like you know, DACA. This, this is yeah. based. Mm-hmm. The, the Rohrbacher Far was basically Congress, you know, taking their hands off and saying, "Look, we're, you know, we're not going to interfere with this." Um, but other than that, it's been the Justice Department, and the Justice Department is controlled by the, ultimately by the, you know, the um, the presidential office so in some ways this has been kind of the result of congressional inaction that we have to deal with sort of dueling priorities like this not resolved once and for all right do you remember was it last year when in amherst the 80 year old woman's garden the helicopter and the swat team swat team in yeah and was that feds and state right that was that was they came in they took her one marijuana plant right even though it was legal and it was in her garden and it was they, the argument was they could see it from the street, but there was like stockade fencers. You know, they'd seen it from the sky. Mm, but right. they it was Amherst, and it was like this huge thing. It must have been year-end money that they wanted to use or something. But so I'm, I'm ju- I just Googled it. According to the Daily Hampshire Gazette, it was state police in coordination with the National Guard. So it may have been a state the level. The National Guard? Yeah, it was, it, the, it was insanely over um, <laughs> overdone. You know, so and I, I we've think got this one plant by the neck, and <laughs> yeah, I, I think that actually helped tip the vote. In yeah, some Massachusetts for the legalization. Maybe that's never mind. Well, maybe it was. Yeah, you know, maybe there were people at the state in the state law enforcement who were like, you know, what would be nice, not having to deal with marijuana busts anymore. <laughs> You know how we could tip the balance? <laughs> what was Go that? over the top. What I mean, I don't know, but I just... What was that boat for Vietnam, the Tonkin? The I, I, Tonkin I, Gulf incident, yeah. where, where apparently nothing actually nothing happened. Nothing happened, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was alive then. I thought something happened. <laughs> well, the, like part of what was so shocking about that was they honestly weren't sure. Like, did, did someone attack one of our vessels? <laughs> well, did they? We're not sure. Well, what do you mean you're not sure? Well, we have to pretend we're sure, otherwise we look weak. And uh, it was just... Uh, and, right. and, and what did the media do with that? <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they didn't... They reported on the incident. They didn't report on the ambiguity. Oh, this is the best part. But um, yeah. According to the same article, and which I've just sent to Dr. Roberts to post on our socials, um, the Amherst police chief was unaware. They went over <laughs> behind his back on this. Mm. It's just, and like, it was his. It's incredible. His aunt, great aunt, yeah, twice removed. Or, no. Anyways, <laughs> it, it, we're we're getting off on a tangent, but um, well, and that's the behavior yeah. that is just outrageous, just outrageous. It is. And that's I what you like, Law are. and Order. I do like Law and Order, and I'm a Republican. I've never really been in favor of marijuana, but this is getting ridiculous. You well, know, this is it comes to a point key, in the road right? yeah. because you have a lot of Republicans who are who are. Very much about states' rights and very opposed to sort of federal totally. overreach. Yeah. Federal overreach, thank you. Um, <laughs> but you have other Republicans who are deeply, deeply opposed 
to certain cannabis. things yeah. and to marijuana. And this kind of cuts right, yeah. you know, that have, having Let's see your uh, hypocrisy. the attorney general <laughs> say, okay, no, everything's going to change now, at least according to me. That really, uh, you know, that's that's going to cleave off, I think, a lot of Republicans yeah. who are more in the anti, you know, well, overreach camp. Should there be one national law about this? Shouldn't we have, I mean, we have a federalized mm-hmm. system, which, I mean, sometimes when people talk about federalism, they mean more u- centralization and unification. Other times they mean distribution of power, depending upon what you're comparing it to. Uh, it's one should of the, there be one standard? Yeah, well, I mean, do we, ha- we don't have national drinking laws, do we? I mean, we don't have like like it's not like an act of Congress that makes the drinking age twenty one in every state. Right. It's that Congress said, "Well, hey, we won't, give you some, we won't get you give you some highway money right. unless you raise your drinking age to twenty one." And every state decided that you know it was worth the cash to do that. But it's not the same thing, you know. Yeah. So like, but the but there are because they know it's not really their domain, right? The Is feds? it? No, the f- well, I don't. Know. No, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah. well, here's the thing: if you have a you have a right to free expression. So the state of Massachusetts can't mm. pass a law saying, like, you have the right to free expression, except you can't say the word pineapple. You know, those, so, and, th- like, that would get thrown out those because not res- supremacy clause. Not, not specifically laid out in the Constitution remain with the states. Well, right? or, the, or, the, or the people. Yeah. Well, just, but just so, yeah. like, there are, you know, like, when it comes to a matter of your rights— the idea is that your rights are your rights as a human being, mm. and we re- are recognized everywhere in America. Don't you have a right in to the smoke marijuana? In well, the it's not an enumerated right, but don't you have a right to smoke pot the same as you have a right to drink alcohol or, 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 or drink coffee? Or eat mushrooms if you're if you're well, American Indian? Coffee is a mind-altering substance. Alcohol is a mind-altering but substance. But they've, they've legal come down the other side of it for um, well, but there's Indians like, practicing like, religion. Sure. I know. Sure. It's very complicated. There's, there's, no, there's no age restriction on drinking coffee. And that stuff can be bad for you. John Ross, sorry, you had something smart to say. Two things. One, <laughs> uh, the National Minimum uh, the National Minimum Drinking Age Act. Mm-hmm. Yes. Basically, it was a bill that, every, uh, that punished every state that allowed persons below 21 to purchase and publicly possess alcohol by reducing its annual federal highway atonement uh, or uh, allotment. Appro- appropriationment. Mm-hmm. Uh, go Wikipedia. Isn't um, by ten percent, and there was an amendment that in twenty twelve that lowered that to eight percent. Didn't the court decide oh, that the um, that Jeff Sessions couldn't go after sanctuary cities because the feds can't use other money to to create? You know, if it's X that they're trying to achieve. You mean the U.S. Can, Supreme Court? Yeah, the U.S. Supreme Court. I'm said, not sure what their reasoning was in that. Yeah, but what it had to do, I think, with it was a different. It's sort of like you can't take away their police money if you're trying to get them to change um, oh. the color of their flag. You know, there was something about the way they did the sanctuary oh, city stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it has right. to be related. So why would highway <laughs> money be related to drinking age? I mean, that's kind of a stretch. Well, because right. of the part of the reason why the drinking age went to 21, there was a national push for that, was to make for safer uh, driving. That's because like a of lot bad. Of, yeah. It's mad because mothers, of bad. Mothers against drunk driving. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, like. But that younger is a people stretch. Had to hand, well, it wasn't a stretch, and the drink and the, the the motor fatality rates dropped significantly. And and we want you to change the use of um, Valium and benzodiazepines in medicine because it creates unsafe driving. That'd be great. I've just I've just taken the argument further that you don't really want the federal government interfering in 
medical decisions about what drugs people should have. Do you know what I, I'm trying to say? That well, that it is illegal to operate a car when you're when you're high on yes. uh, opiates. Yes, and you can that that's on the books for alcohol too. Right. Um, it, I, that already exists. I think we're missing an important point. Yes, uh, you said you had two things. What's the important the, point? The important point in this discussion is that the the entire war on drugs, the the reason that we we are having this discussion is because Nixon hated hippies and black people. And he you was know, a just because H.R. Haldeman, his chief of staff, said that was exactly why they pushed the war on drugs <laughs> is no reason to throw around an accusation. Wait, no, it isn't a reason to throw around an accusation <laughs> like that. Never mind. I mean, they, they, yeah, that, is the, the, yes. that is the important yeah. underpinning for this entire discussion. The, the motivation is bad. Exactly. The, the reason that it's not treated the same as alcohol is because um, cocaine was more or crack was more prevalent in black communities. Pot was more prevalent in um, malcontents, quote unquote. Uh, her hip, what? Also, it's, it was initially targeted at Hispanic. It was. It was oh yeah, well, yeah. Was marijuana was like, was big in Hispanic well, communities too. I mean, all of that. Well, is reefer was uh, was often associated with African Americans for a long yes, time. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so culture. they the they specifically industry. made exactly. this so they could target those minority communities to basically mm-hmm. give them a reason to just go in and disrupt life. Yep. And the reason that we're talking about like why ages and what is safe and overreach and everything is because of an incredibly racist and horrible underpinning. And that needs to be a part of mm-hmm. any discussion like this. And it was incre- and it you know it's an incredible failure. I mean it Oh yeah. By even the stated intentions of the drug, of the the, the war on drugs, it went the which other are way. Like, as Jonner just said, were very different from the unstated at the time intentions. Even the stated intentions, it's a it's been a complete failure. No, it's it, it's been a total success uh, as a means of allowing for the repression incarceration of, of <laughs> a, a incarceration. Okay. You know, as a means of enforcing racism and and sexism and class. You know, and, and various forms of oppression of of quote-unquote minority mm-hmm. groups, it's worked really well. And that's been, if you know, when that was the real point, you could, you'd have to say it was a success. But, you know, fruit of the poison tree and all that. Mm. Yeah, and it's, I mean, remember the, the if, if you want to go back to alcohol, it took, a, it took two amendments. One, to criminalize alcohol use, you know, with certain exceptions. The other one to bring it back after the prohibition yeah. era ended. And I'd, so that's probably what you'd and, have to and do. And I'd like to. And hop- alcohol was allowed as a medicine during prohibition. You could get a prescription for it. That's of what course. Churchill did. Yeah. They had yeah. to give him a prescription <laughs> so he could keep drinking while he was here. Sure, and it was still allowed at Catholic services yeah. and so forth. Um, I also want want to mention. Um, I can't remember the name of the book. Uh, Valley of the Dolls. No. I'm running as fast as I can. Twelve Monkeys. I can't remember the name of the book, <laughs> Good night, but it discussed um, uh, the this the part of the reason for, for pushing people. for the prohibition of alcohol mm. in the twenties, uh, you know, in the teens and twenties, was that drinking houses, you know, bars and whatnot, were places where you know low class working immigrant peoples would get together mm-hmm. and wind up getting politically agitated. So closing down the saloons was a way of impinging the, politi- the political activation of minority groups that were, 
you know, troublesome to the people running things. I can't remember the name of the book where that laid out that thesis really well, uh, which is a pity because I would love for John to then throw the link up so that I wouldn't just be spouting out a fact. Well, you're that definitely has no... right about that. And today, in well, the... I hope I mean, I'm right, think but I'm just saying it would be nice to cite a source. Can remember when you know <laughs> the, yeah. the, the, the trip of the drunken th- Irish. Three different towns was... that were dry. No, still dry yeah. until very recently. It's called Last Call. Is that what it is? Might be. That sounds Last right. Today in Iran, um, instead of shutting down the bars, they're turning off Twitter and Instagram and I forget orchestra. No, not orchestra. They're shutting down the social media so they can't continue with the... Spotlight, I think it was. Spotlight. Is it Spotlight? I forget what it's called. Yeah. There's a couple of other ones that they've been using. Various ways. Well, really, I think we need to start thinking about the mind-altering effects of social media and what kind of age of consent there should be for social media, <laughs> and maybe you should only be able to use social media. Millennials are really going to vote in this next election. <laughs> I think it, we were talking about that before the show. <laughs> Stefan, you had a great point. That, you know, millennials, black people, maybe women, liberals. <laughs> it's going to be insane. Hopefully, hopefully, Mo- hopefully we're going to get a, a voter turnout ab- above forty percent. That's what I'm hoping. For a midterm, that would yes. be yes. that would be very impressive. Be good. Well, you know, um, we'll we'll watch that and we'll come back because yeah. I think you're right. I really think. You're oh right. yeah, you're yeah. right. Sue Sue's pointing out we should probably uh, uh, take a break here in a moment. Oh, um, I meant 18, 2018 midterms. So you meant you thought I meant midterm of our. Yes. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Speaking of midterms, I thought you were being smarter than me in one way. You were being smarter than me in another. Never, way. never. <laughs> Which is confusing to me. But anyway, yeah, we do have 11 months to our midterm elections. Won't those be interesting? Yeah. So, but we are going to take a short break here on civil politics to play a couple of PSAs and station IDs and other announcements. Uh, don't go away. We'll be right back. Classical music on Valley Free Radio. Tune in to Andy Musique Wednesday mornings at 7 a.m. for an hour of beautiful music to start your day. Hosted by Lucy and Larry. This is Andrew Farris of NXS. Hi, this is David Santos with Eddie Japan. Hi, this is Midgeo from Multiple. This is Charlie Crisis, Eddie Lundzen. Hi, I'm John Waters. Hello, this is Mary Gold of Alphaville. Hello, this is Daniel Ash from Bath House, turns on Fell and Love and Rocket. And my name is Wendy, host of Subculture, a music program featuring new wave, electronic, indie, and funk music. You can catch my show every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. But if you miss out, no worries. Subculture replays Sunday mornings from 2 to 4 right after OK Asia right here on Valley Free Radio. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. 
Sundays at 10 a.m., WXOJ's radio show, Occupy the Airwaves, has the latest news from the occupation movement, locally, regionally, nationally, and around the planet. Tune in at 103.3 FM or webcasting at www.valleyfreeradio.org. Blogging at occupytheairwaves.wordpress.com. Listeners can call into the show at 413-585-1033. Hi, my name's Leo, and I use he, him, his pronouns. Hi, my name's AJ, and I use they, them, theirs pronouns. Did you know that sex is your biology and gender is how you identify? You can't assume someone's gender. Based on their clothes. Based on their hair. Based on their voice. Who they hang out with. Who they're attracted to. My gender isn't your business. Ask me my pronouns! Brought to you by the PVPA Student Group for Gender, Sexuality, and Diversity. Did you know there is a CSA from which you can get locally brewed beer shares? Or that there is a delivery service that can bring produce from local farms to your door every week? Farm to Fork is a radio program dedicated to revealing the history of the food system in the Pioneer Valley and exploring the bounty the valley has to offer. The program tackles the complex issues surrounding food, drink, and every kind of nutrient with their individual production schemes and consumer markets. These topics and more Tuesdays at 7 p.m. on Farm to Fork, Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, WXOJLP, Northampton. Hey, this is Blue Streak. I'm the host of the show with BS, the newest edition for the WXOJ lineup. You can hear us Mondays at 11 p.m. For the best overnight radio you'll ever hear on a, on a Monday night, we'll talk about everything that's relevant to us. Music, movies, TV, games, and whatever else happens to spill out of the piñata that is my head. Monday nights, 11 p.m. here on XOJ. For all the music and news that nerds can use, it's the show with BS and WXOJ. Surprise. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still with Sue Timberlake and Stefan. Hey, hello. Ward Wheaton. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I was just looking ahead. Uh, election Day this year is going to be November 6th. Today is January 5th. So 10 months and a day. Start your engines. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> Wake up, Paul. It's going to be going to kick it off early this year, Mom. <laughs> They're having a discussion about the primary because it falls on, um, uh, is it Rosh Hashanah? It, the actual Tuesday that the primary should be is a Jewish holiday. And they're having a discussion about whether to just open up early voting so that um, people can vote. Does that, does that qualify or do they actually need to move the primary? Well, wait, does Rosh Hashanah start on Tuesday evening or does it start Monday? Because, you know, like if it starts Tuesday evening, like <sighs> I then, think it's then Rosh Hashanah. Like, I might well, have my Jewish s- holiday run. Sundown. Well, because I mean, like sundown when the primary will be is going to be like 8 p.m. Like the polls will be closing anyway. So mm. they don't have a problem if that's what's going on. But I forget which holiday it is. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just guessing. Galvin was talking about it the other day. John, go ahead. So, Sorry. Uh, as you as you said, we're on Facebook, 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 Facebook.com slash Civil Politics Radio, and we actually uh, answer uh, messages. So, and if anybody wants to send messages to us, we got one from Shelly. I am going to murder your name, Zer. Zahir. She says. Um, uh, but she did. She confirmed that it's last call, and I posted that on the Facebook. So it's always nice to get confirmation. And also, hi to my cousin Sue. 
the topic is hot in many conversations that she's had this week. So uh, if anybody, if if we're talking about something that a lot of your friends are interested in, uh, then please share the share the podcast uh, at start to, um, start again at civilpoliticsradio.com. Uh, mm-hmm. Share it, share it around. It's usually posted Sunday mornings at nine. Thank you for listening and, and uh, helping us out, Shelley. Appreciate it. So according to the National Conference of State Legislatures, um, yes. the formal primary day for Massachusetts this year is September 18th, but they do note that an, init- an alternate date will be chosen, It's but it, that is TBD. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, September is... is Did I have the wrong up. holiday? It might have been Yom Kippur, because it's a lunar calendar, so it moves around. You know, you can't really... Wait. They're they're moving the primary the Not primary because why it falls on a religious holiday. Well, if it falls on if it's if it's like Yom Kippur or or, or some other high holy day for the, for of of the Jewish faith, there are a number of things that they would be religiously prescribed from doing if it was say the Day of Atonement. I mean, I don't know, I'm, but like if it's one of those important days, going out to the polls would not be you know would be a a, a profane act. You know, like mm. other days it'd be fine, but like on, it'd be, you know, a day where you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to stay home and quietly atone or do whatever. So uh, you don't want to hold elections on a day when people are, when, when religiously observant people can't go to the polls. Wonder if they do that for any um, Islamic holidays. I, I don't know if Let's there are. See. I don't know if there are Islamic. Uh, the feast tri- of a- Eid is usually Eid al Fitr. Yeah. yeah, and I, that moves too. Just like I'm sure. just saying. But I I, I agree. Mm-hmm. The issue I think is is quite simply uh, if there are religious faiths that you know prohibit people from doing things like going out and voting, like like the Orthodox Jewish restrictions on what you can do on on uh, on a holy day. Are depending how reformed you are, right? Can be pretty elaborate. And I have yeah. no idea about how that applies to Islam. And look at poor, but if there are similar yeah. parallels, you're absolutely right. Look at poor Joe Lieberman. He having to go into Congress on Saturdays. He he used to have trouble with that. Really, he would go. Mm-hmm. He would go, but yeah, oh. you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, hmm. I mean, uh, like depending on your faith and depending on, I'm just saying, uh, it, there is a major sh- shift in in the voting schedule because of one subsect of the population and while i understand that and while we want more people to go vote um i just want everybody to have the that like that should be applied equally i i i agree uh like the like or or you can say like you can do that after sundown right so or before depending on when the the, um, on when it happens i i i agree uh they definitely do want to avoid you know veering into establishment clause territory but you know at the same time it is important to try and accommodate so people can participate early voting uh-huh. would take care of that if you right. allowed a period of people to this vote this is exactly right. why yeah we need exactly well that was the and argument and, I, and they weren't sure they were discussing it whether or not it would be enough we um but we got that, an, that was the conversation i heard i'm sorry uh we got an but email. i missed the holiday yeah i, I missed the you. holiday that it was I, I uh, it's yom kippur um, it and is Yom Kippur. It, it begins Which is at sundown on Tuesday. Yom Kippur, Yom, uh, Yom Kippur <laughs> begins at Sunday on Tuesday, the 18th of September. Um, so that's probably sundown. not. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, and um, Orthodox restrictions are partly relevant, uh, but it would be like scheduling voting on Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, everybody would be off. Oh, sorry. Mm. Am I Christian? No, no. no. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> sorry, I'm so, an atheist. <laughs> 
Who knows anything? Uh, <laughs> that was from Johanna. Thanks uh, yeah. for the email, Johanna. Oh, great. Well, or or uh, for those of you who are utterly secular and un- uninterested, but imagine if, like, hey, it's mm. Super Bowl Tuesday, and oh yeah, there's an election. People were like, uh, mm, you know, much right. rather watch football. <laughs> You know, I'm trying to think of what a, equating what it to a religion, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Star Wars opening day, and it's, it's the final that, of the that World Cup. Yeah, I, <laughs> I have skipped board meetings for for movies I want I want to see. Uh, I am not ashamed. <laughs> Fly <laughs> I, your flag. I do it again. <laughs> the force will be with you, always. Well, that'll be great fun next year, watching this election and seeing who comes out to vote and. How energized they Next are. Next year, it's this year. It's this year, right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, 18. The future whatever. is now. I'm still in last year, what can I say? <laughs> yes, and it's it's so bright we have to wear shades. So, oh. Um, oh, speaking of that, did you see the Clinton Foundation is getting investigated by the justice? <laughs> yeah, that's just... Oh, man. <laughs> this ben is what he's doing. Benghazi, Benghazi, Benghazi. <laughs> I'm sorry. My now you party, sound like a Republican. My party needs to just give it up. Oh, and they're going after the guy that wrote the dossier. They're yeah. not going after collusion or anything else. They're going after well, steel. Co- Congress is is yeah. uh, is is pushing for more information. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. And I just <laughs> want to say, in case it wasn't totally clear when we came up years ago, but just like I, I agree, there should have been a serious investigation of the of the sad attack on Benghazi and the, and the people who were killed in the service of this country. And there were, and there were, <laughs> yeah, four and then there were the more, <laughs> and there's and another one more. now. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> just like like stop. <laughs> and there was a movie that was created that's that's qu- quite inaccurate. Yeah, the Secret Heroes or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So. Um, Go again from Shelley. Uh, let's see. How do you uh, I had to figure out who you were <laughs> after he massacred your last name. How how <laughs> do you say it? But it's her, how do you pronounce it? Mm. Um, <laughs> but the Secretary of the Commonwealth, William Gal- Galvin, is also required by law to move the Massachusetts primary if the scheduled date conflicts with a religious holiday. September eighteenth is Yom Kippur. And uh, which starts at nightfall that day before mm-hmm. the close would before the polls would close. However, you can't easily move the date up a week since Tuesday, September 11th, is Rosh Hashanah, mm. and so, it's also 9/11. Yeah. So, yeah. True. Mm. I don't know if that would make people holiday, more yeah. likely to vote or less. Mm. I bet people feel a little more patriotic. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Depends whether we were going to bomb, you know, Korea or whatever we're going to do. <laughs> Sorry. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. Actually, they're talking. North Korea and South Korea are talking. We've 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 uh, suspended our military maneuvers until after the Olympics. Oh, with the South Koreans? Yes, yes. Um, precisely because we don't want to inflame tensions and start a war with our at people. the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially with our people there, but also it would be bad <laughs> even if we weren't there. <laughs> yeah. You know, like like if it were the, the you know the soccer world cup, you know, the men's tournament, we won't be there, but I think it would still be bad if we, you know, wound up triggering a war. But the women's world cup we'd be winning. So I expect us yeah. to. Yeah. They're opposite years, the though. So they do the men and yeah, the women. Yeah, they just, they just yeah. every two. The women's yeah. was uh, 2016, right? Uh, no. Sorry, September 9th at Sundance Rosh Hashanah. 
Our mistake, September right? 9th. Yeah. yeah. At sundown, yeah. So. Well, and, you know, the religious holidays. And, I mean, we're such a country of diversity, and sometimes we just totally forget that. Hmm. So, some moments. <laughs> we frequently have bad memory on that. So. Well, uh, <coughs> that um, uh, sort of does remind me for a, a couple of reasons. Uh, uh, one of the things that uh, we've been talking about here behind the scenes at uh, at the Civ Paul, as we we don't call it. Um, <laughs> 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 and I only just said it the once now, and I don't think I shall ever say it again. But um, here at Civil Politics, we are interested in uh, doing new things and getting new voices in here a, a, a bit. Uh, we're, we, we have sometimes worried that we agree too much or that we sort of know what we, we, we're all going to say, so et cetera, et cetera. But um, so one of the things we've been thinking about is trying to get some interesting guests onto the show. Send us your weary, send us your tired. Well, no. Oh, wait. No, send us your politician. Yeah. Of we've choice. Got those. <laughs> some some yeah. interesting uh, uh, local people. Like we had Mayor Narkowitz on earlier uh, uh, in, in the last year uh, and the chief of uh, Northampton Police. So uh, we're the thinking about asking voting. some other local mayors and police chiefs and so forth. Um, but we'd certainly be interested uh, if any of our listeners have any suggestions or ideas for people we might want to invite to join us on a show. Um, please do drop us a line. Let Love us know. Suggestions. Yeah, yeah suggestions. Um, ideas. Because it's not like we have them. So. We have a, a, a few minutes left. Um, and I was wondering... Uh, what you thought about um i had it in my brain oh yes we were talking about the midterms and that reminded me um so uh the trump administration quietly uh, folded up the shutters on their uh, uh voter fraud uh investigation panel abandoned by abandoned abandoned yes headed <laughs> by um, oh disbanded sorry disbanded <laughs> um and it was headed by uh chris, chris Kobach, the yes. guy who was formerly the Secretary of State for the state of Kansas. And um, now they're giving it to Homeland Security, not justice. It's weird to disband it, but then give the initiative to Homeland Security. It's very bizarre. Wait, uh, uh, really? Yeah, that, well, that's what that Trump right, yeah. yeah, that's what Trump did. That's what he says. He uh, says we'll he wants Homeland Security there. to do what exactly? To pick up the ball and carry on. Well, okay, but. Um, what do you bet they're going to use their powers of subpoena to get everybody's data? Because they couldn't get any data from the states. The states are like, I think you're states, not getting my social security and, number. And, and, and I think the states, uh, the, the states uh, attorneys general would all respond like, that's not a valid subpoena. What is the criminal case that requires us to give you this right. information? Can't this ask is, this, well, the, but, terrorists. Well, but their their response was <laughs> that this is, you know, this is a clearly a matter adjudicated to, you know, left to the states by the Constitution. You have no basis to look into this, so go away. Yeah. That would certainly be an interesting Supreme Court. Fight. Yeah. So we'll see if they give it to Homeland. But <laughs> especially because uh, 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 about eight years ago, the Justice Department under the Bush administration uh, made a major push uh, uh, at the instigation of uh uh, Carl Rove, remember him? Oh yeah. Uh, Was this the library? The affectionately known library turd blossom fellow. <laughs> uh, no, no. Um, it was a specifically a call for uh, U.S. attorneys and the Justice Department to actively and aggressively pursue voter fraud cases across the country. 
And it didn't really come to anything because they couldn't find any. Even the ones who made a point of looking couldn't find any. So it's interesting that Trump wants to pass this on to Homeland Security, um, which, you know, doesn't actually have any expertise with actually, you know, they don't they don't. Well, they have people a cyber to, they prize they, cases. This isn't what mm-hmm. they do. They have cy- They have a cyber group, and they are responsible for infrastructure and all that stuff. Well, Certain parts of the agencies duplicate other parts of the well, federal government. Making sure that where's George when we need him? Well, so. Making sure yeah. that uh, there aren't any uh, uh, you know intrusions onto the process by foreign governments. That's that's fine, but that's that's a different issue. Well, you have to take the databases and match them. Do look you? at them. Yeah, first you have to look at the data. Do you? <laughs> well, also uh, the, I think the more sinister thing is that Homeland Security operates basically in the dark. At least with Kobach's yeah. panel, there was an element of public facing. They got sued like no um, tomorrow, but yeah, they couldn't. Yeah, they could meet. They met twice, I think. They yeah, they like, you know they, they had to be open to the public in some respect. Homeland Security, I mean, well, in theory, Homeland Security is a public agency as well. So yeah, but they have all the Patriot Act stuff. Yeah, that sure, but but they, I don't. I think they'd have a hard time. Like, what would be the basis for applying the Patriot Act to this T- terrorism that we were looking into the fraud in the elections? But there isn't. There's no evidence of fraud, and terrorists aren't doing anything. See, Homeland Security so. doesn't need, need evidence. evidence. <laughs> well, uh, right. But I, 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 you may be right, and that may be the argument. I'm just saying. The I pushback, think it's scary. <laughs> I agree. I agree. But the pushback is, well, why can't we? get information on what you're doing. Why doesn't the Freedom of Information Act apply to our request? To public records. To these public (laughs) records. So it's certainly going to be a contentious fight, and I imagine groups like the ACLU will be... Oh, yeah. They'll be all over They've certainly lived up to their promise to just not give an inch. Yeah. So kudos to them. I may start sending them more money this year. Yes. But but we've got about five minutes left. So just since we were talking about the midterms and how elections work... Um, uh, one of the basic ideas that one of the sort of the truisms for lefties like me is that the whole point of talking about voting integrity is really cover for voter suppression to stop, you know, black people and, and women from minority communities and so forth, you know, people who went vote for Democrats to getting out to the polls to vote. And there's increasing evidence and court cases about this and so forth. But, um, arguably one of the reasons why, maybe really the main reason why uh, Donald Trump became president is a lot of people uh, voted for him because of, you know, his his nativist racist dog whistles. His but look at all the Obama voters that voted for him. They put him over the top. I that doesn't mean that uh, that doesn't invalidate that the idea that a bunch of, of of white people decided that after having a black president for eight years they wanted a, 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 a you know a, an aggressive white guy in charge you know they wanted someone to bring you know, to make America great was code for let's go back to the bad old days uh, was exactly what they wanted so you don't have to necessarily agree with me on that yeah. The I whole point is, but, well, okay. fine. My point was just, so what do you see going forward? Like, what should your party, you know, because you're Republican and you're Democratish, <laughs> Stefan. Um, Progressive, like, right? Or, yeah, I can't be relied upon. Yeah. <laughs> what is your... The shy Tories and, and, and flaky libs, you know. So, but like, what do you think is like, you know, what is the core of what they should make this election about in order to win, in order to 
to really pursue change? Like, what's the real problem that we need to solve with this upcoming election? Turn the turn the economy around, grow business. Everybody gets a bonus, money in their pocket. So what do you think of the tax plan that they just pushed through then? Because that's what it's supposed to do. Well, and I think I think it will temporarily do some of that stuff by design, hmm. unfortunately. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. borrowing from Peter to pay Paul, and it's there's a whole bunch of tricks in it, and there's a whole bunch of things that are going to happen. They're going to push people to change the, the, the tax um, tables so that in February people start to see money in their paycheck. Hmm. So people will fall for that. Now, I'm not saying that's what we should do, but I'm saying that's what has been done. That's so, what, what, that's what they're doing so that the Republicans will, my party, so that we'll so, get so reelected. So that's the Republican strategy, put people's money, put more money in their pockets and... Um, yeah, hmm. and, um, you know, make people feel good. You know, all the companies that are giving bonuses and, you know, all that stuff that's happening. It's all, it's all a big um, show and tell, but it works. I mean, that's the sad part. It's, you know, <laughs> it's sort of this, you know... Mm. bread and circus i think in an in a more conventional election year what you said sue would be i would go with that yeah. but i think that or that's how they're trying just, to win yeah right. you're gonna say i think there's too much pent-up anger I that do people too, are, actually and I, i'm not sure a tax i'm not sure like a, you know a few extra hundred bucks is gonna is, low is, unemployment right you know i don't i mean Factories coming Unless back. Unless something exactly, there's structure with the economy. There are structural problems that one bill's not going to be able to fix. Yeah. But everything else that's going on that we've talked about tonight and previous nights is, is like really getting different segments of the population mad. And yeah. I think if that carries through, and I've seen no evidence and it coalesces. That's stop, yep, it'll be an all democratic. Yeah, be all democrats. Yeah, I, I think in a sense like. Trump got elected in part because people were angry after eight years of gridlock under Obama, and now different people are angry, and, yeah. you know, who's going to harness the anger best, maybe? Oh, uh, but it is about time for us to, to wrap up. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Hey, Shelly, thanks for the car. <laughs> yeah, it's it's even— She loaned me a car. My car's in the shop. Oh, so. well, there you go. <clears throat> uh, well, thank you. That's how you got here. Um, yeah, it's almost like the show goes faster in the new year, almost like time is running out. <laughs> so anyway it's time for us to wrap up thank you for listening to civil politics tonight here on valley free radio uh subculture is coming up next with a great mix of music so you should totally stay tuned and listen to that and we'll be back with more next week thank you and good night this show is part of the Planetside productions network for more information please visit www.planetside.pro and thank you for listening